root beer? Because, because I will tell you that I had A&W no sugar root beer and it was pretty good. Are we starting talking about root beer? Let's do it. I mean, I guess that's, that's <laughs> where we ended up. I mean, I've got, for... nothing, I've got nothing against no sugar root beer, but, it's, but A&W is not bars just for the record. Let's establish that right out of the gate before we get into well, the meat of the matter. Well, when Barks comes out with the no sugar root beer, I will be first in line to try it. But I'll be honest, root beer is root beer to me. Oh, that's a that is a non-acceptable take. That is a that is a highly controversial take. I like most root beer, but ooh, they are not all the same. Well, I think that the so I think of root beer the same way I think of pizza. There's no such thing as bad pizza. There's only the, better pizza. I, I I do agree with that, actually. I, I, I think I've had one thing that would qualify as a bad piece of pizza in my entire life. So I, I do, at least in theory, accept that premise. But right? you can't beat Bart's, though. I mean, so what about, how do you feel about, um, like, root beer where, like, they brew their own root beer? I like a lot of like those. on tap. Is that, like is that better than Bark's? No. no. Yes, it is. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm all for artisanship, and I'm usually like the least corporate person in the world in terms of my taste, let alone aesthetics, but Barks is the best root beer in the world. Hands, hands down, like non-controversially, hands down. I mean, that's a wrong opinion that you can have. If I remember correctly, you have other wrong opinions um, regarding Oreo cookies, but we will get to that later. Huh. <laughs> thank you everybody for joining us tonight um, apparently this is root beer talk but yeah. also this is the stack i'm val pancakes and i have my dear close personal longtime friend dylan hales with me tonight and you can hear him on commentary you got um, it right thank you i i had it right but i did double check it just to no sure. nobody nobody ever does it right when they do it anyway i'll shut up go ahead oh no you're fine talk, about, thank how, you. talk about how great i am on the intro go ahead <laughs> i will so you can hear Dylan doing commentary uh, for Action Wrestling. I know that you work with Southern Underground Pro, um, work with TWE, and you're playing a large part in the new season of Uncharted Territory, debuting from the TWE Arena, TWE Arena, Monday, May 9th, live only on IWTV. That was Please a very, very stellar intro hit like hit like all the relevant points right out of the gate uh and you pretty much nailed it yeah i do commentary some places i help book some places i help put some things together i work for iwtv and i'm on here to talk about really whatever you want to talk about pal but uncharted territory is the excuse so to speak and i wanted i want to thank right out of the gate i want to thank the bald monkeys the official sponsors of uncharted territory season four which does start i guess i don't know if we, can we settle something right now on air yeah if, let's if do it's, it if it's technically next week does that make it next monday or this monday that makes it because the previous monday. monday has passed right but yeah it's less than seven days and it is so i, I always feel weird like when i'm setting up the tweets for iwtv i'm like is it this Monday? Is it next Monday? Whatever the case may be, starting Monday, May 9th, 
uncharted territory, whether you call it this Monday, whether you call it next Monday, I don't know what the appropriate way to put it is, but we're starting, I guess, five days from now. Actually, a little bit under five days from now, technically, if you're counting hours uh, from episode one. Episode one. So... Before we dive into all of the fun that will be Uncharted Territory, um, and because you, you you talk even more than I do, which is a little <laughs> impressive. Um, I know I mentioned action, I mentioned stuff, I mentioned TWE, but what companies do you work with and what roles do you fill? I feel like you're kind of everywhere in the Southeast. Uh, I think... To a degree, that's fair. So, uh, <laughs> I actually, I actually started the first thing I ever really did in wrestling, um, beyond trade tapes with people and things of that nature, was um, the Scenic City Invitational, which is what, which is how I started, and uh, I really got involved with that. In some ways, you could argue I got involved with that from the very beginning in 2015. That's a super complicated story um, that is probably beyond the purview of this in the immediate. But that, but that's sort of the base origin story by 2016 i was more or less an official member of the team 2017 heavily involved uh i'm actually no longer a part of the scenic city invitational booking team or promoting team uh nothing personal just stepped away because i had too much other stuff going on uh, i like to you, imagine there was a coup there there there, there we'll, we'll call it that we'll call it a coup domain they just <laughs> I, I i didn't fight back at all but the um uh it was a uh that was a great experience for me got me well prepared i think um, a two-day tournament of that sort um, uh, is really challenging in a lot of ways, and it was I learned a lot of the more difficult things about how to book and promote a wrestling show with the first things I ever really did, because that sort of enterprise is very big and takes a lot of time, and it's literally like a year-long thing. Like, as the day after one ends, you're almost immediately starting on the next. So that that process i think prepared me well for other things um and then from there uh i started doing commentary several i've done commentary a lot of places but um most of the places i do commentary now are places that you know i'm involved in the booking as well so uh i i i don't even like viewing sup as being a promotion that is promoted per se it's more of like a collective of people that do it together and I mean, obviously somebody promotes theoretically, but it's not like a traditional framework where you have like one guy who's like the real heavy in town. Like that's not really how it works. Um, that's a collective of people. We book it together. We promote it together, whatever you want to say. I do commentary there. Uh, I do commentary at action. I mean, Matt has, I never necessarily intended this to be public, although I don't care, but Matt sort of has himself publicly referred to me as a co-booker of sorts at times and i think that's fair to say like i we we do we we lace the cards out and things of that nature together at action uh and then at twe i don't do commentary because i see that as like a, a promotion that is like um a developmental project for what we're trying to do elsewhere there's a wrestling school there that Jaden Jaden newman runs and um there's a lot of young guys that come through there and there, I am basically guy, I help Jaden book some, but more or less my job is to tell people why I think something is good or bad. 
<laughs> so I I, I uh, sit in the back of the room and watch matches and tell guys why I think X is a bad idea or Y is a good idea, and we sort of go from there. Um, in addition to that, I do work for IWTV. That is my full-time job, uh, and uh, I've done a bunch of commentary on IWTV events, obviously, as well, uh, including the Mass Wrestler, season one and two, which are super fun. Um, and totally different than anything I've ever done. Great. Uh, and uh, now I am, you know, helping book, layout, promote whatever Uncharted Territory season four uh, here in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that I do. Yes, um, uh, it's a lot, but it's it's kind of cool, you know. Like there's stuff here in in town. I live in Chattanooga. And then like two hours south is Atlanta, which is more or less where action is. And then two hours sort of northwest is Nashville, which is, you know, where stuff is. So I kind of have a little little thing that doesn't, it's not helpful for viewers, but uh, I, have, I have like a slight curvature uh, that, uh, go, don't even go there, a, that goes, that go, that goes up into the center of Tennessee from where I'm based out of in Chattanooga and down south to Atlanta, and it's fun. So, um, yeah, that's 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 the deal. So, we have Uncharted Territory on Monday. Before that, I believe there's an action show? Oh, yes. We have an action On Friday? We have an action. Actually, we kind of have a crazy thing. Um, as I look at my phone real quick, because... IWTV Jerry is getting into town as we speak to be the live producer for Uncharted Territory Season 3. He's coming, he's relocating to Chattanooga. He's letting me know. Breaking news here as I'm on my phone in the middle, rudely in the middle of this podcast to uh, let him know that uh, I'm glad he's alive after his, you know, 12-hour drive from Pennsylvania. But um, there is an action show on Friday, Jawbreakers, that will be live on IWTV. There actually is a killer be killed show from the TWE arena on Saturday as well. Uh, and then Monday's Uncharted Territory. So there's actually three shows emanating from the Southeast streaming live on IWTV in that four day period. Um, uh, the action show is no pun intended stacked. Uh, we've got, we've got multiple title matches on that show. Right, so you've got an action title match, which is Koo defending against uh, Kevin Koo, the action champion defending against Ash and Stone. You've got a tag team title match, Violence is Forever, which means Kevin Koo's doing double duty, defending against the Skulk. And you've got an IWTV Independent Wrestling World Championship match as AC Mack defends against Anthony Green, which I think is like a kind of an, a match that sort of has slipped under the radar. It got announced relatively late in the process, and I'll, I'll just note this without giving anything away, without peeling things back too far. Uncharted Territory is a couple days after that. You already know that there are people from the Northeast that are going to be on that first Uncharted Territory show. Slade's going to be there. Alec Price is going to be there. It, Slade is scary I, I, to me. He's extremely scary. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and assert that Anthony Green will be there. Don't misunderstand, misunderstand me. But, but what I will say is, should the IWTV title change hands at Action Wrestling, 
I think you're going to see an IWTV World Championship match in Uncharted Territory no matter what happens, whether AC retains or whether there's a new champion. So I'll put it that way. Um, that I don't think gives anything away. I don't think it suggests anything. You can read between any lines you want. That first episode is going to have an IWTV World title match, I feel pretty confident saying. And Anthony Green is a very, very credible challenger. On, on challenging for the title on his 10-year anniversary as a pro wrestler, by the way. Hmm. Synchricity. Numerology. Could mean something. I... I enjoy Anthony Green. I've been able to see him a couple of times in person. And I love watching him on IWTV. I enjoy AC Mack quite a lot. I would love to see him hold on to that title for at least a little bit longer. I'm biased. You know, if it, I'm, I'm, if a, I'm an AC Stan. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm admittedly very biased toward AC Mack. Um, uh, but... Uh, I, th I think that there are going to be, one thing I will say is that there's going to be a lot of, we're going to try very hard to interweave the dynamics of the various universes that exist, not just in the Southeast, but even in other places, um, sort of in the IWTV world, uh, through the prism of uncharted territory. There's, you can never 100% do that. Different things operate different ways, places. Some guys are really loved some places and really hated others, and that's a dynamic that you can't necessarily fully account for. But uh, and women too. I, I should not gender that. But the I I think that um, there's going to be a a pretty pretty broad cross section of stuff on on season four, and I would expect my goal is to make season four vehicle like. I'll just say this, I don't, I, I think the first three seasons of Uncharted Territory were great. As somebody who works for IWTV, I see, I see what it did for IWTV. Um, I see what it did for a lot of different talent. And there's no question that it elevated tons of different wrestlers in a variety of different ways. Um, but that program, as it was put on by Drew Cordero Beyond Wrestling and that team in the Northeast, all of whom I have a great deal of respect for, that was a... It was fundamentally a program, it was a Beyond Wrestling program that showcased a ton of talent from all over the independent landscape, but it was very much within that frame of what they do there. Um, I like what they do there, I'm not criticizing what they do there, but we're going to do a version of Uncharted Territory that's within the frame of what we do here. And what, what, I, what I think that means is it's going to be very similar to the show in some ways, People, things that people are familiar with, but there will be a Southern fried edge in presentation style and flow of the show that I think um, you can come to expect for 13 weeks starting on Monday. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, you, I think, I think that's fair. And one, and one of those things hopefully will include the integration of things like action wrestling and what we're going to see at, on action wrestling just in the that's not divorced from what we're going to do in Uncharted Territory. Expect to expect that universe to be not necessarily a perfect circle Venn diagram of overlap, but a whole lot of overlap. And then you had also mentioned that there is the KOBK show right. on Saturday. Yep. And that is at the TWE Arena. That's correct. 
just a couple days before Uncharted Territory. So much Southern, Southeastern, centered wrestling. If people aren't watching it, then I don't know what they're doing because there's like, there's no excuse. <laughs> like, yeah. IWTV well, makes it so easy. We do try to make it pretty easy. And obviously it is, it's no secret, like the whole Southeast First thing is an initiative to develop people in the Southeast um, and to sort of promote and push this scene more. You know, when I got involved in independent wrestling, one of the reasons that I went from being somebody sitting in the crowd to somebody that was involved on the business side was for years and years and years, I'd grown up seeing really talented independent wrestlers in the Southeast, people that I really, really, really thought were great who never really got the break because there wasn't sort of, there wasn't really an infrastructure for it. And I mean, Val, if we're being honest, the area, the country where you're from has had similar issues, you know, where like you have really talented people that up until relatively recently, you know, unless some guys filming the, the, their, their show on landscape mode on his iPhone, you know, like lots of times that footage doesn't even exist. People like, I think of like, for example, somebody from your rough area of the country, like, I wish we had the entire career of Jeremy Wyatt documented on, on tape. Like, and the reality is we just don't. Um, and when I got involved in the Southeastern scene, there were guys like Sean Tempers, uh, Kyle Matthews, who's, who's come back from a retirement, but is, is not as active as he was, but is still outstanding. People uh, like uh, Mr. Teen Excitement, Drew Haskins, people like this. These are names that like probably aren't familiar to a lot of people. But they should be, and they would have been if there had been an infrastructure in place for people to actually see this stuff. And now it's like, now there is an infrastructure in place, and we finally are in a position where we can hopefully take advantage of that. Um, obviously, uh, I've said this publicly um, before on social media, but it's like, to me, like the whole Northeast versus Southeast thing, like, I, like, I don't care about that. Like, truthfully, I don't care about that. Um, I don't need to say like Southeastern wrestling is way better than everybody else. Uh, that's not a thing I need to say. Like, um, I have my own biases towards certain guys, certain places, certain promotions, but I don't, I don't feel compelled to say that. What I do feel compelled to say is that Southeastern independent wrestling is as good as any place else. And um, and that we do things differently in, a, in certain ways and in ways that I think uh, the independents could frankly use a little bit more of. And I think that that is what we're going to try to do with Uncharted Territory. We're going to try to in inject some of that southernness. Um, you know, if you're it, it, I, like my favorite wrestling promotions all time of all time in terms of like a storytelling week-to-week -week wrestling presentation perspective are Smoky Mountain Wrestling and just the, the sort of old Memphis studio wrestling with, with, with Lance Russell holding a skinny microphone and you know uh, like like that's my favorite kind of wrestling I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to do exactly that because we're not but are we going to do something that has a lot of influence from the, those things yes we, we absolutely are is it because you don't have a skinny microphone? I might get a skinny microphone. You really should. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't looked into it. I, have, would be, I would be lying if I said that I hadn't looked into it. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah. Lance Russell, by the way, the best announcer, best commentator of all time. No no shade on anybody else. There's been some other greats. Nobody better than Lance Russell. No one. I can honestly tell you, I do not know who that is. So that's, that's okay. You're 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 allowed to not know. But we will we will correct that, Val. We will correct that. Oh no. <laughs> we will correct that. I will I will send you some Lance Russell in action. We will we will fix that problem. You're allowed to not know. I I would appreciate that. There is a lot, especially with independent wrestling, that I don't know or haven't really caught up to yet. How, how when did you start to really get in? We're gonna turn I'm turning the tables. I'm interviewing you now. When did scary when did, when did we when did you really start to get into independent wrestling? So um I've been into independent wrestling in my local Omaha, sometimes Des Moines area, um, since twenty twelve. Um, my first show was August of 2012. And then, but I've only started getting into independent wrestling, like really outside of my local area um, in 2019. And that started in part with um, wanting to watch Uncharted Territory on IWTV. Hey, I love that. I love to hear that. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you. So like your local indies would be like Magnum Pro, right? Yep. Magnum is a company that I work with. Yes. And then if you're out of Des Moines, then it would also like if you were going to Des Moines, would it would be that like Impact Pro, the IPW era, or um, I know that there was like three XW. I didn't get to a yes. whole lot of that. Um, first ran a couple of shows in Des Moines that I went to. They sure did. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but that was really it for me. Like, um, there's a company up in Sioux Falls that I've gone to a couple times. Okay. Um, they were Midwest All Pro. Now that I think they're called Flagship. Okay. Because because a bunch of the guys that I knew from down here would wrestle up there, so that's why I would go. What what hooked what hooked you on independent wrestling? What what made what made independent wrestling appeal to you that to the point where you're willing to go out of your house and drive to Sioux Falls? I don't know how Sioux Falls. You live do you live in Omaha? I live in Omaha. Sioux Falls is so, like three three some, and a half hours some, somewhere in middle America. Get it? Like so Sioux Sioux Falls is three and a half hours. Des Moines, mm -hmm. how far? Two and a half. I, I thought two. I was getting, I'm dumb. Okay. So, oh, no, you're fine. I was in that area not that long ago. So, that, those are like substantial drives, which means you're not doing this unless you really enjoy something. Like, you're not going to be like, well, I guess I'll drive three and a half hours for something that might be fun. So, mm -hmm. what, what, what about independent wrestling appealed to you enough to get you? off your couch out of the house and driving three hours i mean three hours isn't that far <laughs> i mean you do live in in like the great plains or whatever so like i well not quite i, I don't guess but almost yeah like and like I, that's far to most people though and that's not the furthest i've driven i know it isn't <laughs> But what I'm saying, you get my point. Like this is, yeah. Like, you there has to be something about it that appeals at some level for you to be able to for, for you to like go from like I kind of follow this a little bit to being like, all right, now I'm going to drive three hours to all right, I'm now going to fly to shows outside of like like outside of my time zone. You know what I mean? Like 
I don't mean this as a criticism. This is not a criticism. <laughs> yes, I, have. I, I, I I need I, I I I like my livelihood depends on people like you, Val. I can't. I'm not. I am not criticizing you at all. What, what, but my point is, what is, I'm always curious about this. This is something that super makes me curious as somebody who's a, who was a fan myself and still is, but is now sort of a little bit more inside the bubble. I'm always interested in this. Like, what is it about independent wrestling that differentiates it from um, not just mainstream wrestling, but also like going to the movies or some other thing that you could theoretically do on a Saturday? So I think part of it for me is I come from when I was in college, I used to go to shows like, you know, punk shows, emo shows, however you want to call it. And I used to book bands to play shows. And so it's like that, that independent music to independent wrestling is just like, that's like a lateral movement for me. It's just kind of replacing one thing with another. And so I was used to, driving two and a half hours, three hours, four hours to go see a band I like. What's the difference if it's a band I like or a wrestler I like? Uh, and I... for go me, ahead. oh, I'm sorry. No, no, and, no, for, go ahead. and for me, like I, it's, it's fun. It's way more like personal than if I go to like a WWE show, right? Like I always think of it like WWE is like the Foo Fighters. Like a Foo Fight, the Foo Fighters put on a great concert. I don't care. Like I like the Foo Fighters. I don't care to go to a Foo Fighters concert, but I'll go to like you know a local independent band and go to their concert or go to their show. And, and that's how I look at independent wrestling. Is like, is the difference between your friend's band and the Foo Fighters? Is the difference between like independent wrestling and the WWE and there's you know there's some kind of like mid card like you know like oh you're you're you know indie darling touring band like you're indie sure. darling touring wrestler like I, I I think um that's interesting to me that's very very close I feel very similar to that I, we I I'm similar you know I'm like an old hardcore punk rock kid so same deal and I do think that um that sort of DIY ideal is obviously much more prevalent on the independence. Um, and also I think the analogy with like the Foo Fighters versus indie bands is an interesting one too, because it's like, if you're a Foo Fighters fan, you're probably a fan for, even if you've seen them on you think they're outstanding. You're probably primarily a fan because you heard the album or maybe even because you heard the single. Maybe you didn't even hear the album. Maybe you heard Everlong or saw the video on MTV and you're like, ah, I mean, I'm dating myself. But like you, 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 you get the point. Whereas if you're the fan, if you're a fan of like, I don't know, like almost, almost any band that's even remotely indie, you might've become a, a fan of them by seeing them live. Like I've got tons of examples of bands that like, I would just go to some random show when I was a kid. I, and I knew like one band that was at the show, like this band Hellbender, who I love, is one of my favorite bands of all time. I literally, they just happened to be playing a VFW show when I was 16. And um, they played like five songs, five songs, and I think the bass player's string broke. They didn't finish. And I, like, I was like, oh, I kind of like that. I bought the album, and now they're one of my favorite bands ever. That, that is, I do think, very analogous to independent wrestling. So that's interesting. Sorry to hijack your show. No, it's fine. <laughs> I just that 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 
that kind of stuff interests me very much. Um, yeah, yeah. That's uh, how people get, because let's be real about it. I love independent wrestling, but it isn't like, even with IWTV, and we've worked very hard to give people a very a much easier, like to, the barrier for entry is much easier now. It's like, you know, we do, we're doing the show, right? Like that's, it's, it's much easier to just dive in than it used to be, right? You know, like, but even still, you're kind of, like, you're, you're not necessarily going to stumble upon it. You might stumble upon it. You might, like, Google, say, Wheeler Yuta, for example, because you see him on AEW. And then, like, you know, you oh, what's this? That does happen. I think that increasingly happens more and more. But you, it's sort of something that you already have to, like, have a little knowledge of the existence of to really go take the next step. So it's always interesting to me to see how people get there. And for me, one of my friends that used to be in a band that I used to book to play shows, also independent wrestled. And oh, who? No. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. Oh, oh, man, we, we, we're stoking controversy on the stack, folks. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. Um, but they were my friend at the time. And oh, at the time. I got you. And um, they independent wrestled. They knew that I liked wrestling because we met at like some, like we used, we talked, we ended up kind of meeting back up again at some like random independent wrestling show at like a water park. Don't ask. And- <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> it was I interesting. Do, I want to do a show at a water park. I can talk more about that later too, but, um, he ended up, we ended up talking about wrestling. He didn't know I liked wrestling. I didn't know that he had ever wrestled, but then he was like, Oh, I'm coming back to wrestle again. You should come. And I said, oh, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay. I didn't have anything else better to do. Like what else am I going to do? And so ended up went to my first Magnum show, August of 2012. And I've been at almost all of them ever since. But, oh, by the way, which you can watch on IWTV. There's yes. Your cheap, there's your cheap plug. Right yes, on IWTV. Um, but that's how I got into independent wrestling. And I, and you're kind of right. Like unless you know it exists, you don't know it exists. Because I didn't know. I didn't know that Omaha had a scene at all for that. Let it's alone very, like. It's very subterranean, which is also a way that it's sort of analogous to. Um, like DIY punk rock and stuff. Like, there, like you may not like there's there's probably a house sale going on in Chattanooga right now or something. And I don't know because I'm old now and like I'm not gonna know. Like, you know, I'm an old person. It'd be weird if I did know, probably. But like, like the that sort of stuff is still out there and it you know it's it, it, it's sort of self-sustaining i mean i do think independent wrestling's gotten a lot bigger it's gotten a lot smarter it's gotten a lot better about marketing itself i think it's less that than it was in 2012 right like in 2012 if you didn't know something you really did not i mean like forget oh like there were there were people that i saw at some of those early magnum shows that i'm like now i'm like holy shit um i saw pete dunn and mark andrews at a knights of columbus hall in it, it crazy? Like, oh, I think it's the like, Eagles Hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're not. I have a very bizarre um, 
first independent show ever because I'm an old person. Uh, so my, my, my first independent wrestling show was in 1988. Um, but uh, it was a rare U.S. appearance of the legendary Stan Hansen, who almost exclusively worked in Japan at that point. Um, but he, he wrestled on this random independent show in Charleston, South Carolina in 1988. The show, by the way, promoted by uh, reality TV judge Akeem Anastapulo. If you've ever, if you, if, if you're, if you're watching this and you're even vaguely familiar with Extreme Akeem, the judge that I think at one point, like, uh, had like a hammer that he uses a gavel. Oh, like, he, he, I do uh, know this guy. He, He's he on. Was, yeah, he was a he was he promoted a couple wrestling shows in Charleston, South Carolina when I was a kid. So, the the first show that. Uh, I the first independent show I ever went to, not the first wrestling show, the first independent show I ever went to, promoted by Extreme Akeem and Afterpool. Maybe I'll get me like a hammer for a gavel at Uncharted Territory, and I'll just make edicts like Extreme Akeem. Do That'd it. Be cool. I don't think it would work very well. But but not with know. that attitude. Well, fair enough. You got to embrace the gimmick for it to work. That's true. If you fight against it, it doesn't work. Gotta have a robe. I don't know if I can pull that off. I mean, I think you could. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I have the. If I had a powdered wig to go with it, maybe. But can you imagine so, me like doing commentary with Mo's at the TWD <laughs> building with the powdered wigs on? That'd be that'd be an innovation for Uncharted Territory season four. I think I think it would work. Actually, you know where it would work probably better than TWD is action because at action we've got the stage. You know, we're up. The commentary is elevated. Like we're like sitting there, like you know, like uh, with powdered wigs, like um, and like long flowing robes. I could even get some rouge and like rouge up my face a little bit. Yeah, go like lean into it. I think I, can, I think at action we could do that. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable doing that at, at the TWE building, but uh, the TWE building, by the way, a very underrated wrestling thing, in my opinion. You've I been love there, this PWE arena. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's yeah, I, I even tweeted like not that long ago. I was like, I miss the TWE. <laughs> it's isn't it isn't it like I mean it's weird because it's simultaneously bigger and smaller than it looks on video. Like it's both. It's it's both like this is smaller than I think, but then when you're in it, it doesn't feel claustrophobic really. So you're like, oh, this isn't this is there's plenty of room in here. Like um the best seating. An independent wrestling, a cushion. Those chairs for your butt. are, those chairs are nice unless you have to move swiftly. That that is fair point. That's a fair point. Because there's no moving swiftly. You can move swiftly, and then Daniel McCabe can hit his head on the chair. That's true. And bleed profusely. That did happen. That happened at the future showcase tournament, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, I one time at a TWE show there, Cody Manhorn. Oh boy, I cussed him out after for this. He he for some reason thought it would be just a good idea to just like recklessly just like dive into the chairs, and uh, like from the top rope. And when I say into the chairs, I mean the person that he was diving at moved, so he just went straight into the chairs. I was so mad. God, I was mad. <laughs> Did he break a chair? Has anybody ever broken one of those chairs? Yes, at the last ICW show there. Uh, uh, well, um, uh, <laughs> Cruel and Schlack destroyed at least one, possibly two. 
and I mean destroyed it like over the head smashed to bits like using the wooden parts to stab each other yeah like like not like oh it's slightly messed up like th this chair does not exist you know like it like, is kindling like, now no correct no element of this chair sustained itself it was like a full molecular meltdown basically yeah the chair just yeah. gave up was like no nope. yeah and like me and me and Jaden were just watching like well what are you gonna do you're gonna get in there and stop them i'm not like i mean i'm not gonna get in between cruel and slack if you want to do it go, go for it i'm sitting my ass right here <laughs> i know that two giant large men that i'm not even gonna come close to no, trying to get in the middle of not even close no wouldn't even wouldn't even wouldn't dare it wouldn't dare it wouldn't even wouldn't even enter as a thought in my head no this couldn't not terrifying so with uncharted territory coming up um starts may 9th when does it end august 1st so it's a 13-week season that is sort of designed to lead up to the sydney city invitational which is they say that's like right before yep. sci <laughs> yep and there's some other stuff that that's kind of plays in like for example SummerSlam weekend is like a is like a week before that but just, it's just a couple of days before the last episode and southern underground pro is running on that friday in nashville so again when i talked about things sort of weaving together there's going to be some things that overlap uh and make some sense so it's not just that we'll be building things for uncharted territory we will obviously you're going to see some stories and some things that are going to culminate there over the course of the season but there's going to be some overflow and overlap at places like action and places like sup and places like the scenic city invitational and places like twe twe has our first live stream also in june and that show is stacked sink or swim is stacked that is the like this card is like squatting dragons versus work horsemen robert martyr versus daniel macabre for the first time ever noah hossman versus brogan finley which is a super underrated match between two of the like the top prospects in the southeast that like that could actually I mean, people are going to hear this lineup and think like I'm full of crap, but that that actually could steal the show. Like that's a show stealing level match. Mert versus Tank in a boot camp match. I mean, that's like that's a that's a pretty stacked card for us for for TWE. It's it's and Jaden obviously will wrestle. We don't even have a match announced for Jaden yet, and he's usually like the guy there. And there's not even an announced match for him yet on that card. So. Mm. A lot of stuff coming up in the Southeast and uncharted territory really will be the center of it. And I, and I expect some overlap other places. I mean, I'm not making promises that I can't keep, but you know, obviously beyond wrestling and wrestling open are going to continue to be doing their thing. And um, I think you're going to see some overlap uh, in those places. I mean, we've seen this, the sub championship, the bone Storm title be has been defended on wrestling open countless times over the course of the last couple of months since Alex Price won it. Um, what happens if Ashton Star wins it on SSO one? Maybe he goes up north and defends it up there. Maybe we get other people come down south and wrestle him. So I just there's a lot of potential options on the table involving a bunch of different things with uncharted territory as the center. I'm fucking with my hands now. So I know that you've announced um a couple of 
at least talents that are appearing on the upcoming Uncharted Territory shows. Could you like run down like what's been announced or what you can tell me about, or if you have any cool scoops? So, so let's do this. Let's do, let's do episode one. I'll run down the whole card super fast dylan hale speaking like a hyperactive child reading the micro machines copy and trying to impress his parents in 1989 and then i'll talk about some other things coming up including potentially maybe breaking a thing or two okay so episode one this monday next monday we'll debate it this feels like it should be a twitter poll by the way is it next monday or this monday somebody get on top of that get the crack ball monkey staff on top of determining whether or not a Monday following a Monday that's still in the oper- uh, the week preceding the actual Monday itself is next to this. I need to know that. That's very important to me. But setting aside that highly contested dispute, the card itself. So here's what we've got. Now, some of this is contingent upon action wrestling, right? So we know Slade is going to wrestle AC Mack in a rubber match. They're one and one against each other. That will be the main event. I can confirm that that will be the main event. However... However, will it be for the IWTV Independent Wrestling World title? We're not going to find out until after Friday, right? If Anthony Green wins, it won't be for the world title, but that match will happen no matter what. No matter what, AC Mack will wrestle Slate, no matter what, title on the line or not. Then we've got Alec Price versus Ashton Starr. Now, in theory, this is for the Bone Storm title. However, at Wrestling Open, as we record this tomorrow, Alec Price defends the, the, that title against Big Break and Big Bacon Brad Hollister. So it's theoretically possible he could lose the title there. Ashton, by the way, is wrestling against Kevin Koo at action for the action title on Friday night. So it's possible that that match could end up being an action title match with no subtitle, or it could be title versus title at episode one of Uncharted Territory. But either way, Ashton Starr will wrestle Alec Price. Whether there's a title involved, whether there's two titles involved, whether there's one title involved that's not even the current advertised title that's supposed to be involved, there will be a match between those two. Then there is a third potential perspective title match. Violence is forever. For sure will defend the Southern Underground Pro Tag Team Championships. They might also defend the Action Tag Team Championships if they have them against Culture Inc. That's a first time ever match and to me Culture Inc. is like the most underrated tag team on the independents. I think they um, could very, 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 very easily steal the show. I think that match has high potential to be the runaway favorite. Then we've got Bulgarian wrestler, Alabama wrestler, Damian Tanger versus uh, Adam Priest. And those two, by the way, have um, wrestled before. And I think Priest, in my opinion, is one of the 10 best independent wrestlers in the world. I really believe that. I think he's he's that good. Uh, Tangra is from a prospect perspective is, is blue chipper. And then some, I think this match is going to be outstanding. Jaden Newman and Alex Kane also on that card. And they, and Jaden has been talking some smack in the TWE shows leading up to that one. So there's a little bit of a personal element in that one thing about that match that a lot of people don't know too, is while Jaden obviously sort of made his hay in the TWE arena, his home building, Alex Kane's first big show that he credits would be in the show that kind of put him on the map was the Scenic City Future Showcase a couple years ago, which was in that building. So that's a building that has a, a lot of importance to the careers of both guys, okay? That's something to keep in the back of your mind. We've also got the return of the Discovery Gauntlet, which we've seen in previous seasons. We've got Kinsey Page versus Shaza McKenzie, which 
I, Kinsey Page, um, when I think of Southeastern women wrestlers, to me, she is the gold standard at this point. And, you know, Shaz has been going all over the United States since she's been here against sort of a who's who. Um, Kinsey is not one to be to sleep on. And I think that that has, an, that's another match that has high potential. The show, the lineup, the card, um, I feel very, very strongly about it. There could be some surprises as well. Take that however you want. Um, I think there could be some things, uh, wink, wink, nod, nod, hint, hint, that are not necessarily advertised at this moment. Maybe not matches, maybe matches, maybe some other personalities and stories and elements though that you uh, have not seen as of this time um, uh, I'll pop, pop up on social media. Uh, and then, you know, in the subsequent weeks we have, um, we have several different things announced. We have Tony Deppen on episode two. Uh, I can also confirm that Shazam McKenzie will also be on episode two. She's she's on episode one. She will also be there on episode two. Uh, so that's something that like that that's out there that I can sort of reassert. Uh, episode three, I believe, already announced. We have Anthony Henry. Uh, Marcus Mathers is going to be down for that show. Um, John Wayne Murdoch is going to be down for that show. Uh, so that's a, that's quite the, <laughs> that's like three of the most different wrestlers you can think of, by the way. Uh, all yeah, I'm kind of like, kind of all over the place. For episode three, all of those guys are down. And I, we'll break a couple of things real quick here. All right. So we've got some other things announced, but we'll break a couple. I'll go ahead and break a couple of things real quick here. It looks like, despite having a little bit of scare, um, with his knee the other night at Limitless Wrestling, that uh, Big Beef is going to be okay, and he will be in action on Memorial Day. That's I've not announced that anywhere yet. I don't even have a graphic for it made yet. But Beef, but Beef will be at Uncharted Territory on Memorial Day. Big Beef, one of my favorites in the Southeast. He will make his debut there. And then also, I'll go ahead and throw this one out here as well. Uh, Billy Starks will make her debut on Episode Three. Bill, so Bill, Billy will be on episode three, which is May the twenty third. I'm not going to say her opponent yet, uh, but she, but she, can, you can't get that. You can't get that out of me. But she will be there. Um, and I, th oh, you know what? We'll do one more. We'll do one Ooh. more in terms of a talent that has not been publicly announced yet. Um, not quite ready to say their opponent yet, but somebody that. I regard as one of the best independent wrestlers in the world, a Southeastern staple, veteran, been around for a long time. He's a better, been, a, been a staple at TWE in particular. He's been on a tear at St. Louis Anarchy for a long time. He was Kingfish at New South for a long time. Derek Neal will be at season two. He will be, he will be there, or episode two rather. He will be in his, his first time ever in Uncharted Territory anywhere, North, South or otherwise. Episode two, Derek Neal will be there. And he's one of my personal favorites. And legitimately, I believe, one of the best wrestlers on earth. Um, so we'll have Derek in the house then. So there's a few for you. We gave you a few scoops. Uh, most of those I don't even have my graphics for yet. So I'm really, we're really scooping that. I couldn't even tweet those out if I wanted to. But uh, that, that's sort of a list of some of the things and some of the talent that you'll see just in, just in May. You know, this thing's going until August 1st. And... I'm going to try my damnedest to get a wide variety of 
of people, talents, wrestlers into the TWE arena. And, and you know, Val Pancakes is going to fly down one week. That's I'm breaking that news. I mean, I'll be there for SCI. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I don't know about any time in between then and now. Will, will you be watching every Monday night? Absolutely. Well, that's all. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I will be tweeting along for sure as I don't ever, I, I just tweet incessantly. So uh, <laughs> that's how we met. Right. Isn't that wonderful that, and that, special? That, that, that's, that's how, <laughs> that, that's, that is how we met. That Val's tweeting along with, uh, in particular, with shows on IWTV. I, especially through the pandemic, um, watched a ton of IWTV. It's weird to say this because like I, the pandemic was so hard for so many people and it's still going on. I mean, it's, it's just not as intensified yeah, as it was, but like it, I feel like IWTV became a, almost a community project in some ways during the pandemic. Like, during that period, particularly that period where we had um, streaming on of premieres of content during like all hours of the day, you know, when the whole world shut down, it was like, well, I'm sitting there with, with, you know, Mike Burns and Jerry and Jordan and Drew, and we're just like, all right, here's what we're going to block off for this hour. Like, and we honestly didn't know what to expect, but like, we wanted to give our customers something, you know, people that are supporting the service, like, Here's some stuff that we've got in our archives and it just feels like it became a literally a community project of sorts that I think legitimately helped keep some people sane. And I, I'm not going to pretend that it was a, uh, that we were engaged in some sort of hyper benevolent altruistic enterprise. Okay. But I do, I do, I am happy that it became a thing that a lot of people really enjoyed being a part of and you know the social media engagement and talking about their favorites and promotion sort of emerging from the pack as like things that people suddenly wanted to follow you know like oh crap i didn't even know this show existed like there was a lot of that that went on and i think that was even though the peak of the pandemic sucked for everybody i'm glad that like we had that and that iwtv could be a vehicle where some people could be like okay, there's something on, I can engage with people on social media so I don't feel totally isolated and like I'm a lunatic because I'm, you know, like, I, I'm glad that we were able to do that um, during, during the worst period. It definitely helped to like soften the blow for me. Um, my job was very stressful through the pandemic. Um, I had to listen to a lot of people tell me a lot of really sad stories all day, every day for months on end and being able to like, I like going to shows. I like going to live wrestling and I couldn't do any of that. And it's like, the only thing I had was I had like a few people on Twitch and I had IWT. Like that was my like way to escape and way to do something. That's not just sad and depressing all the time. Plus I found my love of deathmatch wrestling 
<laughs> through ICW and IWTV. And, and that's probably something that was totally unforeseen in December of 2019. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did not I, used to like I, it. I've talked to a lot of people. Actually, we'll, we'll break some, let's break something else. Let's Ooh. break something else. Yeah. Right? You know, the TW Arena has had ICW a few times, and they're coming back in July. I think the 22nd and 23rd, that's out there. Uh, if not, Danny, forgive me. But they're they're they've been there. I'm not gonna sit here and say that there's gonna be a death match on uncharted territory every week, but there will be death matches on uncharted territory in season four, for sure. They will happen. So um, that 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 is a thing that you can expect on season four that you know you haven't seen in a little while, which is not a knock on Beyond. You know, like I'm not I'm not knocking what they do, and they did some stuff uh, at times. They, it's not like they never had death matches even in the White Eagle, but we we will definitely do at, at least a couple, if if not if not more, at least a couple probably over the course of season four. So that's something oh, yeah. that you could expect that I don't think people necessarily think of when they thought of Uncharted territory, at least in the recent past. And we'll we'll do we'll do at least a couple of those, I think, during the season. Um, uh, but yeah, deathmatch wrestling totally a phenomenon during the pandemic, no doubt about it. And a lot of people, I heard very similar to what you just said, which was I didn't like it, and now I watch it, all of it. Like it's very 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 strange to see people go from like this isn't for me to this is it. This is like, and a lot of people seem to have gone through that transformation during that period. The pandemic changed me. <laughs> <laughs> changed all of us, I think. But yeah, like I, I used to not be able to watch it. My best friend loves death death matches. I was like, all you, not really for me. Now, um, especially through like ICW and um, some of the stuff that like H2O does, um, very much very much enjoy death matches now to the point where it's like i've gone out of my way to go to icw shows. hey uh you know we, we chattanooga has kind of become a second home to icw they've run two different weekends here they're doing a third like i said in the summer like i i get it you know i i i totally get it i icw is is a very cool promotion the aesthetic is cool it's different than anything else aesthetically which i think is really neat um, we, me and you may have even talked about that in Tampa, I think. Like, I think, yeah. Like, the, it, it's a, it's a very, there's something about it that even if you're sort of ambivalent or an agnostic about death matches on paper, when you're there, it's like, it feels different. It's hard to explain. Um, I would definitely encourage people to check them out. Like, if you've never been to one of the shows, like, you know, if you're just somebody who's totally averse to the blood and stuff, I get it. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to convert you. I get there's tons of different wrestling styles for everybody. But if that's not a major hurdle for you, I think being in it and feeling the energy of the crowd is very, I mean, it's it, it's different than anything else, uh, I will say, on the end of this. By the way, since you mentioned H2O, H2O's got their Monday Night Violence, uh, I, think is what, I think is what he's calling it, uh, or Monday Night Death, maybe. Uh, volume one, same night as the Uncharted Territory premiere, double duty, two screens on IWTV that night. Two screens, everybody. If you're watching this, get too fired up. I won't tell anybody. I won't tell my 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 overlords that you're 
you're watching uh, your account on two different browsers or whatever and have two screens up. Don't, we won't get mad at you, I promise. I'll even retweet you if you, if you tag uh, IWTV, so. Sometimes you need to have two screens so that you can watch two or, because now you, you guys have even gotten to the point where you're like streaming like three or four shows at a time, yeah? We have, I think our peak at once is five. Christmas. We flirted with six one time, but I don't, I think technically there ended up not being the overlap first. I think there was like a small gap between the end of one and the beginning of another, but uh, we've definitely done at least five at once before. And actually on Saturday, this Saturday, I believe we have maybe four at once. I think, I believe Stan Styles Intergender Bonanza, uh, Blitzkrieg Pro, Kill or Be Killed, uh, and Ruthless Pro um uh with no peace uh all those all, all of those start between 7 30 and 8 p.m this saturday night on iwtv get your subscription if you don't have it no excuse and my iwtv subscription is probably like my most watched streaming service I by far <laughs> <laughs> it paid it paid for itself a million times over i, t I like i tell people all the time as somebody who comes from the era of like tape trading and all that stuff the idea that I would be able to get the amount of wrestling that I get, that you can get with a subscription for $10 a month is insane. Back, back when I was growing up, you'd get like a custom kit where you'd be like, all right, I want to get, uh, you know, El Samurai versus Koji Kanemoto from the Super J Cup in 1997. And then I want to get this all Japan match. And I, like you order, you literally order it like a la carte, like, like a, like from a small plates restaurant or something. And, and you go, you, you'd go through this whole thing. Right. And um, then if you were lucky, if it was somebody who really didn't know what they were doing and didn't realize how much they could actually make off of you, they'd be like 30 bucks, you know, um, which back then was a lot more money than it is now. And if you, if it was somebody that actually knew what they were doing, they might be 50, 75 for a single eight hour VHF, this VHS is like, like that you can't even get that much on like, and now like I look at the service and it's like, I don't even know how many thousands of dollars I can't even keep up. It's my job to keep up. And I couldn't tell you like hundreds of promotions, thousands of hours. We've got shows that span, span back to like, I think 1990 on there all the way through to the current. Yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. It's wild. I'm in, I'm in shill mode, but I'm also like marveling. Like it's not just purely like this is a commercial. Like it, it actually blows my mind that that's a real thing. As somebody that comes from the background I come from with trading tapes and stuff like that. This whole stream is just an infomercial for IWTV. I'll take it. I'll allow it. Hopefully, it's, at least it's an interesting one. It's like I'm Kevin Kevin Trudeau's natural cures. They don't want you to know about. Remember that? Like you're, you're like, who's they? By the way, who was they? Did we ever figure out who they was on that calculation? So I watched an episode not that long ago. Um, like I put on just like over the air TV, um, in the background when I'm like working from home, and they had an episode on him. Um, on the show called American Greed because it was all <laughs> pure bullshit. <laughs> and he ended up like going to prison for yeah, a while. For, for fraud or something. Yeah. And then he like went to 
some country in Europe with like a much younger than he is like bride. It was it was crazy. Are you are you telling me that Kevin Trudeau is a predator? Like I are mean, you, are you suggesting that financially, apparently, I? otherwise? I find that hard to believe. I find it hard to believe that a man of that uh, with 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 suits that well tailored, uh, uh, man of such is, esteem, is is a career criminal. Hard to believe. <laughs> hard to believe that a guy living in Transnistria or something right now is 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 uh, not on the up and up. Like he, <laughs> see, the only browser on his computer is the Tor browser. That's a deep cut. But uh, but anyway. yeah, I'm. IWTV has been a big part of the last three years of my life. Um, it, uh, like a good big part, not like a bad big part, but like a good big part. Like I have met cool people. I have friends now that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, I would never have probably ended up talking with Christopher and okay. doing all let's of not, this. Let's not... Let's not, let's not... Let's not go down the road of giving him too much credit. I don't. I, I don't. I, I. I don't. I don't want to turn this into an infomercial for Christopher of all people. We gotta have well, some standards here. Well, I wouldn't be here if not for Christopher. So, you know what? <laughs> Christopher is legitimately awesome. Great, great, like a great and selfless dude in and around the space of professional wrestling that um, is probably not appreciated enough, to be honest. But uh, 10 of 10 will agree with you. Christopher is wonderful. He puts up with me asking him random dumb questions like all the time. And <laughs> I, my life would be a lot, a lot different and a lot, different in a bad way without all of this and IWTV and all of you <laughs> that I feel like that I feel like that's a period I feel like we're ending we're winding down on that note but I but but I look here's what I want to say okay I've got I'm gonna ask I'm gonna put Val pancakes back in the hot seat we're going to reverse this again, and I'm interviewing again, okay? Oh, no. Okay. And I want our producer to monitor this very, very closely, all right, to make sure I get straight answers on the record. I, I've got two questions for you. They do not involve the number of undeleted emails in your box or unopened. Here are my two questions for you. Number one. What is the thing you would most, what is the thing or wrestler you would most like to see on Uncharted Territory season four? Number two, number two, what is the thing that you're most interested in seeing on week one? Doesn't even have to be a particular wrestler match. Could just be something about the ambiance. Like, uh, does Jaden's hair look nice? What, 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 which it doesn't. It's very shaggy right now. But I was like, I was like, it's a little... Yeah, he's he's looking rough these days, but Cheyenne likes it, so I'll allow it. What's what what is the thing you're most looking forward to on week one as we come upon it, 
and what that maybe isn't on week one or something that you would like to see that, that you know, you don't know if it's going to happen, but you'd like to see a talent thing, improvement to the air conditioning at TW Arena, any of the above. I mean, um, I'm excited to see, I guess, on the first show, and I'm trying to remember you listed a bunch of matches and I don't remember them all. But I'm just kind of trying, like, I'm excited to see, like, how some of those Northeastern people, what the reaction is to them in the TWE arena. I like because, that. Because the TWE crowd is very animated in some respects. Um, and to see, <laughs> That's an understatement. And to see how they react to Northeast talent, people that they may not be as familiar with or people that they might have, you know, like the Southeast, Northeast kind of feud sure. with and see if, you know, see if anybody swings on anybody. I'm, I'm being honest. Yeah, uh, hopefully not. I, 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 I would hate to have to leave commentary to try to tackle Sherry and she like knees me in the face and breaks my jaw. That would be a bad start to the season, but that's, a, that's a cool answer. I like that as an answer. So uh, the other part, thing I would like to see on Twitter territory because I am selfish. I would love to see, like, I don't know necessarily how feasible it would be, but I would love to see some guys from my area end up down there and get just, just that little bit of extra push. Who do you have in mind? Do you got any in particular names? Do you got any particular names? Um, I mean... So again, because I'm selfish, I'm going to shoot you some of my favorite people that work with Magnum Wrestling. Because why would I not do that? They are my Absolutely. friends, and I love them. Um, Jason Strife, okay, um, had a really great match with um, Mike Bennett a couple of months ago. Has had some health issues, but I think he's doing better as long as he continues to be healthy. I would love to see him. He could, he could match with with anybody. Okay. Um, Coldstone Tim Boston. Oh yes. Um, he's uh he just went out and worked Pockade. He is trying to get out and do more things and go more places. Um, so he's one on my list. Okay. Um, Donnie Pepper Cricket. He's always fun. He's been around. He knows what he's doing. He can help elevate younger talent or maybe talent that isn't as um, well versed. He may not be as well known as some other people are, but um, I watched him work a show where he didn't, nobody knew who he was and he was instantly able to um, get just crowd heat and it was- He got him, yeah. Yeah, and it was just Don, like- Donnie's Don, Don great, Don great at getting a crowd reaction. I, I'm actually familiar with all these guys. Don, 100% Donnie's great at getting a crowd reaction. And then, um, Kind of not from my immediate area, but kind of general area. Um, Jeremy White is always fun to watch. Whether or not he has a good attitude, um, <laughs> he's a good wrestler, and he can match Shota Joe with anybody. And I think that he's flown under the radar for a really long time. I like all those picks. I promise nothing but i will tell you that i have absolutely been looking at people from all over the country to see what we could do to make possible so um i take val 
your counsel under advisement. Well, that's why, that's why, that's seriously why I asked. I, I like, to me, Uncharted Territory is the flagship show on IWTV. It is. It just is. Um, and uh, while this show is going to heavily feature Southeastern talent, obviously, it is not going to be a show that is exclusive. I think even episode one shows you that. Slade's in, Alec Price is in. Like, like it's going to be people from outside of that space um, coming in as well. So you never know what you're going to see. You never know what you're going to say. And I want to reiterate this. So I rudely look at my phone again. Oh, I might have a date with IWTV Jerry here. But um, uh, don't, don't tell anybody, including the people watching this live. But um, I, I uh, my brain is fried. It's been a long day. But I do want to reiterate that what we're going to try to do with this show is make it a Southern style version of a staple that people already enjoy. And I want people to, I, like, it's the flagship show. I want people to be excited for it, but then not let down when they watch. Because the worst thing in the world is when you're excited for something, you're like, that's fine. In a way, it's better if it's bad. <laughs> like so like I, I know that sounds insane, but like it's like, you know, killer clowns from outer space is more fun to watch than something that's just like fails at what it's trying to do. So we're we're gonna we're we're going to try to deliver. We've got a ton of people here that really, really, really want to make it a big deal that appreciate what we're trying to do for the Southeast and that are part of the team. And um I don't know. I think I think it's going to be a fun season. I think uh, Val may end up coming down for an episode, even though she refuses to commit to it and is going and, and uh, probably is going to end up saying no. But she's going to watch all 13 episodes live. We've got a commitment for that. So even if, for example, she were to get arrested, she would. She there's a situation now where we have her on record uh, committed to watching all 13 episodes, which means prison cell phone situation possible are you ready I mean, to do that i mean if i have to smuggle it like i have places all right prison cell phone commitment level from val pancakes here on the stack we heard it here on the stack which means i expect a much more mild commitment from everybody watching this it's like i don't expect you people to be like i'm going to smuggle a, a phone into prison if necessary to watch all 13 episodes i just want you to watch it from your house way easier level of commitment let's be honest so yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be cool um I, like we're well into the like period where like i have the i feel like i should be doing more even though i've been doing a ton to get ready for it phase you know um but uh i'm excited and i want to thank the bald monkeys again i want to thank bald Mon monkeys again the official sponsors of season four um that's huge that, that that's huge 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 it is legitimately not possible for independent wrestling to exist and function without fans partners sponsors podcasts that actually collaborate promote and help develop this like the scene it literally cannot exist without that it's like you're from like a punk rock background too it's like zines 
it, like when I was a kid, if you didn't have zines, like, like what would you do? Like, like we, we booked our entire tours out of zines when I was growing up. You know what I mean? Like the infrastructure of things like the bald monkeys um, is very similar to that. It's very analogous to that. And I am super, super, super appreciative of all of the bald monkeys, even Christopher, for supporting IWTV uh, in a, a bunch of different projects. I'm so, so, so supportive. I'm even on brand for this part. I will say I popped super hard when you wore the bald monkey shirt on the Mass Wrestler. Mass Wrestler, you like that? I yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I like I messaged, I like got really excited, took a screenshot, and then I messaged Chris Brown. I was like, look, yeah, I was really excited. Yeah, I was really yeah. Fun. yeah, no man, like the the like, legitimately, um, I used to do podcasts all the time. Um, I mean, like I was like an early wrestling podcaster person, like very, very, very early, and I still enjoy doing them sometimes. But Sometimes the last thing in the world I want to do is continue to talk about wrestling, even when I'm excited about it, just because I need like my brain to be like anything else, you know, let me watch uh, married at first sight episodes or something like, but uh, no, you know what I mean? Like this, I, I like doing the bald monkey show. I like doing the stack. It's, it's been a fun time. We, we started talking about root beer I got all my shilling in, but it didn't even feel like a shill. It felt like a fun, you know what I mean? That's always good when it doesn't feel totally like a shill. Um, it's great. I mean, it's, I, and I think part of that too is, I mean, you have a genuine enthusiasm for it, but also like, I love IWTV. Like, it, it helps. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Like, no, I would marry IWTV if I could. <laughs> like, I would. <laughs> Has anybody ever married a streaming service? I don't know. That's a good question. We're, we're, we're in a weird space, I think, as we get closer and closer to what Ray Kurzweil calls the singularity, we may eventually reach a point where there's a sort of transhumanist marital option. So when that happens, um, I'll let Jerry and the other relevant parties know that you have done the equivalent of slipping a ring on it already for whatever that's i'll worth. fight i'll fight somebody else for IWTV. like got threats on air folks <laughs> we, we've really we've really it's really escalated from root beer to threats of physical violence that's oh. when i think of the stack that's what i think of let me tell you well before i mean i've taken up quite a lot of your time but we do have some questions from chat i believe that you them. are now obligated to answer hit, hit me with them. um so Christopher, are you there with questions from the chat? I I am here, and uh, and I have lots of questions from chat. They have been rolling in, to be honest. Um, so we're gonna do it a, a little bit differently. We're not gonna have a lightning round tonight. We're gonna just do questions from chat very quickly, so that hopefully Dylan doesn't have too much time to think about them and just answer the questions. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. All right. So, wait, uh, wait to number one question, and I'm not going to tell you who asked it. I'm going to ask the question first, and then we'll get we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, do you ever disrespect your surroundings? 
thought he was a training. Um, oh, he he is. Uh, that was from Noah Hosman. Oh, okay. the The answer the answer is uh, no. I'm at one with nature. I'm perfectly okay. zen. Okay. All right. Next question: Where were you, January sixth, twenty twenty one? Um. Thankfully, not the same place out of freeze ball. That one's from uh, Action Wrestling, so I'm sure there's a story there. <laughs> I was not at the Capitol, I promise. Sitting on the couch, probably. <laughs> uh, Vic has a, has a question about your PIN number and your mother's maiden name. We'll just skip that one. Um, let's see. That would be zero. Oh, oh we'll answer that off there. Uh, next question. What is your favorite quarterback in South Carolina Gamecock history? Connor Shaw. He's a winner. Connor Shaw is the best Gamecock of all time. He 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 was a, he was he was a true winner. Maybe not the most skilled quarterback in the history of the Gamecocks, although that's debatable. Um, Steve Cannahill was very good for his era, but Connor Shaw is the best uh, Gamecock Gamecock period ever. That was uh, that was from John Mosley. That question. Okay. Good. Good question. But good. Good question. Answer, hands down. Good question. Uh, next question, Dylan. Can you elaborate on the war crimes of former President Jimmy Carter? Oh, I could. Um, I mean, I believe uh, I always get his first name wrong. Brzezinski. Uh, is the last name, who was the National Security Advisor of Jimmy Carter. Um, he wrote a book, I want to say it's called The Grand Chessboard, maybe, where he talks about the, uh, how, uh, where he talks about how the development of the Mujahideen, which of course eventually became what we now know as Al-Qaeda, um, uh, was actually not only just, not only was it promoted by the United States, starting during the Carter era, not during the Reagan era, but also uh, they were tasked with carrying out incursions and assaults inside of Russia to draw Russia into Afghanistan, uh, uh, something that a lot of people don't know. That would be one, one per potential source. So there's a source for you. You can, you can follow up on that. That's, that's my very, very brief answer. That was, uh, that was from Joe Blair. I, oh, I knew exactly who it was from. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll let you just tell me who it's from after I ask the question. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have him guess. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, next question. Is Rhonda Thurman invited to episode one of Uncharted Territory? <laughs> uh, I'll see what I can do about that. Okay. I'll see what I can do about that. That is really in baseball. Wow. Wow. It's got to be Matt Griffin. Uh, action wrestling, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we believe that was uh, that was Matt behind the window there. Or, or action cat, maybe. Maybe it was the cat, yeah. Uh, next question is Nick Hogan going to be in the Discovery Gauntlet? Ooh, no comment. If I could if I could make that happen, the answer would be yes. I don't I don't I don't know that I've got that kind of budget. If he would come in for like you know the best uh, hot dogs money can buy at the TWE concession stand and the firmest mm. handshake I can mm. proffer, then the answer would be yes. Mm. That's, uh, that was from the Haas man. So 
Uh, bigger menace. Pete Youngblood or Shug D? Ooh, that's a that's a super tough one. Um, we haven't seen Shug D in a while. No, I haven't seen him. In a while. So I'm gonna say Pete Youngblood. I mean, we've seen him some places, but we've not seen him in action in a while. Uh, he was just a TWE, but thankfully I wasn't at that show. I was out seeing uh, my bestie Haley's play. Haley was awesome. Who did it? Was incredible in her uh, role as Helena in Midsummer Night's Dream. By the way, excellent. The Sierra Vista Community Theater in Sierra Vista, Arizona. It was awesome. I saw the play three times and never got sick or bored of it. it was great. Um, so I missed that show, uh, but uh, that also means I've managed to miss Shug thankfully. So mm. I've seen Shug in a long time and great while he's a great talent i'm perfectly fine not being menaced by him so there you fair. go fair uh next question what is your opinion on ken patera oh uh i this is probably not known to a lot of people in independent wrestling but i once wrote and compiled an entire analysis and sort of historical framing of the the whole career of Ken Patera based off of uh, results from his career uh, that started around, I think, 1972 and up until his arrest uh, um, in the, in the mid-'80s. So I think he absolutely should be a Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Famer, and I think he's one of the most underrated uh, I actually think he's probably one of the most underrated drawing cards in the history of pro wrestling. I'm going to look that up now. Interesting. I'll send you a link to my research, and you're going to go, I can't believe you're a serious person and that anybody would do this who's not dangerous and mentally ill. That's, that's what's going to happen. Okay? Like, <laughs> that, that, that will be what happens here. Okay? Okay. So. Okay. I'll be ready for it. Uh, that was from Noah Hosman. Uh, next question. Uh, favorite J.T. Smith match for Eastern Championship Wrestling? Well, it wasn't for Eastern Championship Wrestling, but it was J.T. Smith and Little Guido versus Spike Dudley and Bubba Ray Dudley from an ECW fan cam that took place in, I don't remember the town. Um, it's really good. You can probably find it on Daily Motion. If you really want. Ginger beer, just for the record. Ginger beer. I want to stoke controversy. It's not root beer. It's ginger beer. Not beer, beer. That is the controversy, that it's not root beer. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Two questions left. Uh, okay. This this one is, when are you going to book Kita in the house? Oh, right after I book Ken in the box. Next question. <laughs> that was from Joe Blair. And the final question from our VIP, Vic. In your opinion, who has the best gear of all time in wrestling? God, that's hard. Um, boy, that's tricky. I think like 
Aja Kong and Bull Nakano in like all Japan women's wrestling have really cool looks mm. that I, I that I would rate probably like instinctively that's my answer. But if I if I was given like a week to think about it, I could probably come up with something else that's more specific. But that's my instinctive answer. Would be like the the badass ladies of all Japan women's wrestling in like 1989, 1990, 1991. Very cool. All right. Well, well those are questions from chat. On man. IWTV, by the way. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Same one, one more plug. <laughs> Well, those are questions from chat. Uh, that was all our, our, our alternative to the lightning round. Thank you, chat, for covering my questions for the night. Val, I'll throw it back to you. Brilliant. This has been like a full love letter to IWTV, which is fine. Um, I do love it. So, oh, wow. um, a couple of like fun questions, and then, um, then we'll be wrapping up here. Um, how do you take your pancakes? Uh, two small things of butter, not super big. Um, and then a ungodly amount of maple syrup, like an ungodly an un- amount. Ungodly. Like, like drowning, like questionable levels of legality amounts. Yes. Like a lot. Once in a while, I might put something else on, but basically that. No, that's fair. That's like a good like go-to, like everyday pancake. Yes. And then um, I know that this has been asked of you before because you've been on the Ball Monkeys podcast before, and I'm going to ask you again with the hope that maybe. Maybe, you know, maybe you've expanded your horizons since then. Just asking. So when it comes to Oreos, you can get many different kinds. But if you're going to get a chocolate cookie with a white cream center, you can get many different quantities of them where you can get the the single stuffed or the thin ones or the double stuffed or even the mega stuffed i'm going to answer this how are you going to disappoint us i'm going to answer this and it's going to be the coldest ending to the podcast ever because right as i answer this iwtv jerry just messaged me and says that he's pulling up now so here's what i'm going to do very defiantly, I'm going to tell you, everybody watch Uncharted Territory on Monday nights at 8 p.m. on IWTV and sit in your little recliner or your sofa or on crisscross applesauce on the floor in front of the TV, whatever you need to do with a single stuff or your cookie. Don't do double. Don't do mega. Don't do some weird criminal concoction that absolutely should not be allowed to exist. Single stuff. As endorsed by the bald monkeys, I'm speaking for all the monkeys on that. Single stuff only. That's it. I'm done with these hectoring questions. Single stuff is the um, incorrect answer to that question. Damn it. Um, no, I, so... I, 
Double's too much. It's too much. I'm sorry, it's too much. It's it's the perfectly right amount. I could see yeah. the argument for mega stuff being too much. No, that no, I can understand. No. This objectively false. I appreciate the multitude of things that you've accomplished. <laughs> but not this. I will very disrespectfully disagree with you on the Oreo <laughs> front. I'll even let you keep Barks, even though it's not better than than drafted root beer. Is acid legal? What's going on? I'm <laughs> right now. Be, look, single stuff is the way. Barks is the way. I the way I to mediocrity. I, I I literally have to leave right now. So I'm going to thank everybody for tuning into the stack. It's the it, it's the show that I um, turn the tables on Val and interview her. I'm going to come. I'm going to come on in the future, and I'm going to interview you again at length. Uh, and it'll be a great time. And I'm going to encourage everybody to watch Uncharted Territory. I'm also going to encourage everybody to watch Action Wrestling on Friday night. We got fr Action Friday, Kill or Be Killed Saturday, then on Monday, and every Monday for 13 weeks, you've got Uncharted Territory. And you've got single stuff Oreos and a bark root beer next to you when you're doing it. You can do that if you want to be wrong, but to be right, you do have to watch IWTV, Uncharted Territory, follow IWTV on Twitter. They announce all kinds of shows. They're streaming stuff all the time. Watch wrestling till your head falls off. Um, thank you so much to Dylan Hales for coming and hanging out with me tonight. My dear, close, personal, longtime friend. Be sure... Be sure to follow IWTV, watch Uncharted Territory, um, and come back next week. Uh, new stack time. We're starting an hour earlier next week, so we don't run into whatever premieres on IWTV after us. And um, I will have Rip Bison on the show with me, so I'm very excited. Rip's the man. Watch Pro Wrestling Grind on IWTV. And uh, yes. get get well Dylan McQueen, too, by the way. I wanted yes. to say that. Get well Dylan. So. All the Thank love you. to Dylan McQueen. He was supposed to be here tonight. I swapped Dylan for Dylan. Many thanks. Um, and all the best wishes to Dylan McQueen. Thank you so much, Val. Thank you, Bald Monkeys. Thank you, Christopher, I guess. Y'all be good. I'm out. Peace. Good night, everybody. <laughs> You're clear. <laughs>